Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. So I know this has been a really tough time for most of us and that a lot of parents have been and probably still are really struggling right now. Things got turned upside down overnight for most of us. Kids in elementary school and beyond doing learning from home or some just basically hanging out and foregoing any kind of schooling activities. Daycares and preschools closed, one or more parents working from home. Families basically flung together, no play dates, no sports or extra activities, public spaces are now closed or closing. Just as we get used to each new change, something else is thrown at us. Some cities and states are going on total lockdown or minimizing places you can go or things you can do to only necessary outings like grocery shopping, medical supplies, or emergencies. Just as we resigned ourselves to accepting the next month at home with the kids, or maybe we hadn't even quite gotten there yet, now many of us are finding out that the schools may be closed even longer, potentially through the end of the school year. Who knows what will happen with summer camps after that? So right now we're basically trying to accept what is and know that the only sure thing is that things will continue to change. We're trying to breathe deep and take it one day, even one hour at a time. I know last week I shared some tips for buffering our kids. This week, I want to help share some coping strategies for parents at this time. As all this family togetherness can be a bit much with very little outlet. Then I'm going to get back to some sense of normalcy by answering a question about a screaming toddler because I think many parents of younger kids may be seeing an increase in these behaviors with the stressors at home and have a real struggle with this during this time. Now, some of the tips I shared last week were some coping strategies. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you'll probably want to go back and do so because it's a good feeder to this episode. Things like gathering your support network. Now, I know you can't get out with them, but there's always friends you can call, FaceTime, text to get that support you need. Taking control where you can and a few other strategies and explanations are a place to start for coping out of last week's episode. For our current situation or any situations of upheaval like what we're dealing with today. Like everyone, I too have been dealing with trying to come to terms with and then try to be productive and get some sense of normalcy through all these changes. My kids started their distance learning last Tuesday, and admittedly, it was a very stressful morning for me. So much so that after I got them all set up and going, I sat down in my office with the door closed and cried. 
wasn't about the online learning or that they were out of sorts, because actually they were and are doing amazing and taking all of this in stride. But all the changes, my gym closing was a big, difficult blow for me. My kids' setups weren't working for various reasons that first morning. The school and the teachers have done amazing at setting everything up so quickly, and they were thrown into this just like we all were and making the best of it. They worked really hard to get as much up and running as quickly as possible. And after the first week, most of the wrinkles were ironed out. But on that very first day, my oldest son had a morning Zoom meeting with his teacher and his class, and we couldn't get him on. And I was letting the stress of that get to me because I felt like this was so important for him to be on this first morning call to connect with his teacher and his classmates and get this off on as strong a foundation as possible. So this scramble to get this done, and we did get it done in time, just in time. And after getting everyone all set up and going on each of their individual meetings and tasks and websites and writing assignments, I just went to my office to decompress. I sat down and I broke down in tears. So I've had to do some quick adjustments to life and I'm still working my way through it too. So these are my tips. The first one, give yourself a break or two or 10. Seriously, this is a lot, a lot of change in a short period. Big changes, not little ones, big ones. Giving yourself a break will look different for most of us. For me, giving myself a break means not stressing if the younger kids don't get through all their schoolwork some days. It means skipping workouts some days, especially that first week. I skipped the entire week of working out because I just wanted to get adjusted to the school at home, what I was going to do instead of going to the gym. I needed time to implement my contingency plan and how I was going to get work done with the kids home too. On day two of home learning, we walked our puppy in the rain. We had a lot of rain that first week and some into this week, so that doesn't help. That was the extent of any of our exercise that week, and I was proud of that effort, which leads me to number two, and that is be complimentary to yourself. If you accomplish something normally small, but it was a bigger commitment like walking the dog during this time of transition, give yourself a pat on the back for that. Some days you may actually accomplish a lot and others, not nearly so much. You might only manage to feed the kids cereal and shave your legs or for dads, maybe your face. It's normal and it's important to be kind to yourself and not beat yourself up on a day that you just can't make things happen. Give yourself credit for what you did do. On days you managed to get more done, really give yourself the credit you deserve. The smallest things can feel overwhelming some days. Recognize it. Give yourself credit for everything you do and accomplish. I've had to create some new tasks, hook up some new software, and I'm pretty technically savvy, but I got to tell you, it was just so overwhelming. It took me three days to get it done. Number three, adopt a practice of appreciation and gratitude. Now, in a paper from the Berkeley Greater Good Science Center, Research suggests that gratitude may be associated with many benefits, including better physical and psychological health, increased happiness, and life satisfaction. Several studies have found that more grateful people experience less depression and are more resilient following traumatic events. There are several ways to do this. So there's the informal counting one's blessings. So you do that in your head, right, at any given time of day, to a more formal gratitude journal, 
where you write out things you're grateful for at a particular time of day. So things like just reminding yourself throughout the day to notice things to appreciate. Stopping and telling yourself to find something to appreciate in that moment. Especially if it's a moment you find yourself slipping into a negative space. If you can stop yourself in that moment, stop yourself from sliding down any further into the negative space and move to a place of appreciation, that can do amazing things for you. Not just in that moment, but in the long run towards moving to higher happiness and life satisfaction and being able to deal with all of these changes and traumatic events. Practices such as these improve mental and physical health. When things are really rough, you want to find the simplest things, the basics of food in the cupboards, the health of yourself and your family, a beloved pet, sunshine, and the impending spring. I guess now it is actually spring. But spring, right? We're into spring, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. I know down south, you guys are moving into your fall now. A comfortable bed. Every time I go camping, I am so appreciative of my warm house and my comfortable bed. And I think we forget about that when we don't, when we have it every day. But if you can just pick out those little things, the warm water coming out of the faucet, you can take a warm bath. There are really, really so many things to appreciate right now, even though it doesn't always feel like it. So if you can get yourself turned over to that place and think of those little things and really truly appreciate them, think about what it'd be like if you didn't have them, it will make a world of difference and can turn your entire day, week, month, year around. Make contingency plans for anything that you need to and will make your life easier. These might be things like alternatives to the gym, I use this because, of course, I have to do this one. I actually ordered a trainer for my bike. So it's a stand that the bike gets put into, and I can ride my bike inside the house. And so in addition to the gym being closed and not being able to ride the bikes there, I have been able to get outside, but it's been raining. And pretty soon, I think we're going to go on total lockdown. I don't think we're going to be able to get out and walk or run or ride or hike They've closed down our parks. They're closing down our trails. So this is a reality most likely coming, and I wanted to be ready. Plus, if I'm busy with the kids during the day, I may not get to ride until the evening or need to do it in the early morning. So riding my bike in the house is a good contingency plan for me. I also got some exercise bands and an exercise ball last week. I have a list of equipment so that I can do my strength training at home. If your school isn't offering online or distance learning and you want your kids to do some learning at home, there are a lot of online options now. And I am putting together a list of resources for parents to get their kids set up with online learning. I'm breaking it out by subject. So reading, writing, math, history, art. There's actually an art teacher offering 30-minute free art lessons every day. You can watch them live or afterwards, and she lets you know the day before which materials you'll need, and it's stuff you generally have around the house. So I'm going to get that list together, send that out in the newsletter. So if you're already on the newsletter, you'll receive this list. If you would like to receive it and you aren't on the newsletter, you can go to yourvillageonline.com newsletter and enter your name and email address. I'm sending that out later this week. Another contingency plan that has become so popular overnight is the online grocery delivery. Now, I know a lot of these have stopped taking new customers, so you may just want to Keep an eye on this and see if you can join some of those. It's a great thing to do anytime. It saves time, but it's really great right now. We're trying to minimize risk, 
So online groceries keeps us out of the grocery store, or at least partially out of the grocery store for as long as we would have been normally. I get my meats and my produce from delivery, and then I even started doing some online delivery for snacks from a local store as well. So there are stores out there you can still get on and do online delivery. And honestly, I love it so much, I don't think I'll ever go back to fully shopping in the stores again. I still go for a few things I can't get, or especially right now, a lot of things are out. So if or I forget them or run out of something. Other than that, I've freed up a couple hours of time each week, and that's a huge lifesaver. So my fifth and final coping strategy is to look for the opportunities. I know it's hard when everything gets turned upside down almost overnight, and then it seems like you just stand up and the next wave comes and knocks you over again. But once you get yourself standing long enough to survey the situation, you will find there are many opportunities for connection, for self-reflection, for personal growth, for business, for learning. If you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you probably know I love personal growth. But of course, like everyone, I love personal growth on my terms, not necessarily when it's forced upon me. But when you've been on this planet long enough, you know that this is just life. Life is going to throw opportunities for growth our way. You get to decide what to do with it. So when you catch your breath, find the opportunities, pivot your life, your perspective, seize them for all they're worth. You may end up going back to school. You may find that something in this whole crazy upheaval has really sparked an interest in you and something that really is you're passionate about learning about. Maybe you'll appreciate the heck out of your kids' teachers even more than before. Maybe you'll discover things your kids are really good at in school or holes in their education you can fill or some pieces they're struggling with and you had no idea. Today, I taught my younger two about the stock market. So their school schedule was a bit wonky. They had a little hole in it and I happened to be looking at the markets. So I made it an opportunity to to teach them. Today, my older son got into FaceTime with my mom to learn about our family history. He's been really curious about history and especially war like World War II. And so my mom has spent a lot of time researching our family online. So she was able to share her login with him so that he could look. He can't do any research or anything, but he can look and see all the stuff that she has found. And it's the first time they've ever had a common interest. He sees her maybe once a year at most. And so it it was really heartwarming to hear them have such a connected conversation. She's stuck at home and so is he. And it gave them both more time than they usually have for each other. Now, of course, for everyone, these opportunities will be different. I've actually ended up, for me, I've actually ended up making two really big changes in my life that wouldn't have happened as soon as they needed to. So this whole thing has been a catalyst for some much needed change in my own life. I hope that you can find these opportunities, make some changes, and appreciate the good things that you have and the good things that some of the positives that this change has brought. For the question this week, This is something parents may be dealing with more frequently with the kids out of sorts on lockdown. And of course, your own stress with our kids out of sorts, being stuck on lockdown, things changing so much, some added stress in the family, just finding yourself shorter in patience when it does happen with all this time cooped up. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy-to-digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. 
Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy to digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So this question is from Ruby and she says, help, my daughter won't stop screaming, screeching. It's awful. Every time I get down on her level and in a quiet voice, I tell her we use inside voices and we don't get what we want when we scream. You need to use your words if you need or want something. Sometimes it works, Sometimes she continues to scream. It's an all-day thing and completely random at times, but it hurts my ears and is wearing at my patience. Any advice? So why do toddlers do this? You know, the meltdowns are not fun, but the screeching can be pretty unnerving, especially out of the blue because it can make us jump right out of our skin. As I've mentioned, toddlers are very impulsive and reactionary by nature. So as their logical brains are developing, they don't have much in the way to counteract their reactionary brain or responses. So the goal is to help them both in the short term to learn better and more appropriate go-to behaviors when they get frustrated, and the long term for brain development and a deeper understanding of how their behaviors affect others. So it doesn't sound like she's getting much of a payoff for this behavior, so that's good. But she's probably getting something because toddlers, kids, and people in general really will continue a behavior so long as they get a payoff for it. If the payoff outweighs the effort to change said behavior. The other reason is she just doesn't have another go-to behavior. And that's what I think what's happening here is the bigger piece of this. She doesn't know what else to do when she gets overly frustrated. And so this is just her reaction. This is her go-to. This is her habit. So you'll really want to work on in the moment, but also in quieter times, teaching her the emotional skills and social skills for better reactions and giving her opportunities to practice. Because these are the times that your teaching will take hold the most. In the moment, you can continue with the one sentence instruction. The only thing I would change is to get rid of the negative in the sentence, the we don't get part. Because young toddlers, three and a half or under, especially when they're upset, can't compute the opposite of an instruction. Don't jump or stop jumping. All they hear is jumping. So you want to make your statements in the positive, which you're also doing. You're doing both. So you just want to make sure the whole thing is in the positive and not giving any negative statements. So things like, you need to be calm so I can understand you. You need to be calm so that I can help you. You need to use your words to tell me what you want. So you can give that instruction and then you can do one of two things. Now, it sounds like she's not having a complete meltdown. She's just screeching or screaming. So you can make a decision here, but I have both of these in here also for other parents who may be having a similar situation where it's like a complete meltdown so that they also know what the options are. If you feel like your child is just beside herself and distraught, it's fine to offer to help her calm down. If she's kicking, screaming, or being out of control, then she needs to calm down enough first where you can be comfortable and calmly help her because if you're going to get hurt or it's going to hurt your ears, that isn't something you're going to be able to do. 
Let me know if you would like me to hold you while you calm down. Some kids really like this and it helps them calm down much faster. Now this may seem at first like you're rewarding the behavior, like she's getting attention for getting out of control. But what's actually happening in these instances is that you're helping her learn how to regulate her emotions. It actually helps her build the neural connections to her logical brain that she will then learn to tap into and use on her own. That comforting feeling of getting her calmed down quicker helps those neural connections connect from being distraught to calming quicker. The only thing we don't want to do is give in to the demand, right? So the, for the book to read, the cookie, the juice, the toy, that rewards the behavior. You scream, you get what you want. You scream, you get what you want. You don't want to do that. But helping her calm down, holding them, hugging them, touching them will help them if they want it. This isn't all kids. Not all kids go for this. Attention and love teaches unconditional love that helps build connection, both in the brain and between parent and child. Then you can coach her as she's calming down with some different choices on how to share her frustrations before she gets too upset the next time. Once she's calm, you can walk her through the process. So as she's calming down, you're coaching her through the process. Once she's calm, you're walking her through the process of helping her figure out a different behavior. So you're asking questions, giving answers, coaching, moving to the next step. What can you do next time? Let her give the answer if she has it, such as use my words. If not, remind her. Remember, you need to use your words. Then have her practice. So you want to talk about how were you feeling? What was that feeling? Have her use her feeling words, mad, sad, frustrated, overwhelmed, those types of words. Then have her practice. So whatever she was screaming about, something that fell down or something she's trying to reach, I can't reach my toy. And then make her say the sentence a couple of times. The next time, what are you going to do? This is the most important part. This is what helps her learn the new behavior. Okay, great, let's practice. What will you say? I would like my cup, please. Or if you have a really young toddler, they don't have to say a full sentence. Cup, please, is plenty or water, please. Have her practice this a couple times. Give positive feedback when she does it during the practice. You used your words. That is so respectful or that is so calm. Now, the second option is to ignore it. And that's okay, especially if this screaming is just kicking up in an instant all day long and it's just kind of the screaming or screeching. You can do some coaching beforehand about the screaming is hurts my ears. The next time you scream, I will have to ignore you until you calm down. The next time you scream, you will need to be calm before I can help you. And then you can just ignore it. If she's screaming, yelling, remember, I need you to be calm before I can help you. Then walk away and completely ignore it. Because if she's screaming and screeching, obviously the hugging or the holding, it's just not going to work because it's going to be too loud in your ears and too uncomfortable for you. So it's okay to have her have to get to a place where then you can actually help her calm down first. Now, some kids don't even want the connection. It just makes them more anxious, and that's okay. If you ask and they say no, or they just can't stop the screaming long enough to give an answer, then they'll learn to calm themselves down enough first, and that's okay, too. Now, I remember one of my kids didn't like being held when he felt out of control. He simply told me no and then would take his own time to calm down, sometimes as much as 20 minutes. 
but he knew I was there for him if he wanted, and that was what was important to me. Then, as he got better at calming himself a bit, he then moved into wanting some connection during those times. And then, of course, he would start to calm down much quicker because he was able to calm himself down some, and then he was had me there to help him calm down, and those calm downs would be within a minute. Whereas my other two always wanted the connection. They always wanted the help, the hugs, during that time to calm down. Then we would go into the coaching, of course, as they were calming and once they were calm. Then there are also the things you can do during calm times throughout the day as well to work on these emotion skills. This helps our toddlers learn to recognize, understand, and then share their emotions appropriately when they get upset. These are things like reading books about emotions, playing games about emotions. And actually the tantrums class goes into a lot of details about this and other ways to help work on building the foundation of emotion skills as well as the social skills that are built on top of the emotion skills, which is the outward expression. This is what we see, the screaming, the yelling, or, or the using their words or asking for help. Those are the emotion skills, right? The hitting, the kicking, those are, I mean, sorry, social skills. The hitting and the kicking, those are social skills, but of course they're not good social skills, they're poor social skills. We wanna give them better social skills. So those are all in the tantrums class as well as kind of what's going on in the brain for a better understanding. Now, the good news is I've actually added a new option to get access to some of the class content for podcast listeners for as little as $5 a month or $2 a week. So I have put up both the tantrums class and the peaceful parenting part two class on the podcast as exclusive content so that you can get access to those because I think those might be some really good ones, especially during this time. You can listen to these two classes by getting access to this content, and each week I will be adding to the exclusive content. Sometimes it will be a class, sometimes a more in-depth answer to a question, sometimes both. So to gain access to the audio for these classes and the continued exclusive content, you can go to either parentingbeyonddiscipline.com, so the name of the podcast, parentingbeyonddiscipline.com, or yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. So you'll see the button in the top row that says, says get exclusive content. You can click on that and choose if you want to do $2 weekly, $5 monthly, or an annual access to the content. So stay safe, everyone. And as always, if you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.